Hey, welcome back to the How to Podcast series. I have a co-host on today. Things are going to get a little scary today. We're talking about uh, Charlie Osborne's uh, podcast, Conjuring Oddities. And uh, so we'll try not to scare you too much. But we're going to talk about podcasting. We're talking about um, his new podcast and what's going on with him. Some ideas, too, about you know, how can he reach a bigger audience? How can he find more listeners? Where could he put himself out there? And Charlie even opens up to a little bit about his uh, his battle with ADHD and um, kind of that side of, of the story as well. Great talk today with, with Charlie uh, as my co-host here on the How to Podcast series. I hope you enjoy it. And I'd uh, love for you to go and check out his podcast as well. So here we go. Jump into the conversation with Charlie. A little bit from his podcast here as well. Give you a taste. Welcome to a show where your deepest fears and anxieties take on a life of their own. In each episode, we explore the twisted corners of the human psyche and journey through the most terrifying tales of the world of horror. So if you're ready to embrace the darkness, join us on our new journey each week into the heart of terror. This is Conjuring Oddities. Hey everyone, welcome back to the How to Podcast series. I have a co-host today. He's right there. Uh, Charlie is here, and we're going to be talking about podcasting today. Charlie's got a great podcast, uh, all under Conjuring Oddities. Mm, sounds interesting, right? Um, Charlie's <laughs> going to talk about this with us on the show today. We're going to talk a little bit about how to help podcasters, and Charlie's going to share a little bit of his own personal journey with us as well. Charlie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's awesome to be here. It's great Super to have exciting. you back, and we had a good time to chat before, and lots of great stuff happening for you, and not just podcasting, but using your voice. Some good things are happening. First, let's talk about the podcast. Tell me more about your show. Sure. So it's horror narration. Um, I use my voice to tell stories, and I look for for writers who either, you know, maybe they don't have a way to to get their stories out there um in the way that i'm able to or they're you know not looking to have their own podcast or show or anything like that but they still want to get their stories out there so i tell their stories that's that's the long and short of it although uh, i did decide that i'm going to be adding an interview element to uh the conjuring oddities uh i'm going to start doing uh once a month i'm gonna interview someone having to do in some way, shape, or form with the horror genre. I already have um, a, a comic book artist and ready to, to come on when whenever I get that side of things running. Um, she's, uh, she's incredibly talented, and I'm really excited about doing that part of things as well. It's nice. It's another whole element to your show then, right? Yeah, it's going to be completely different, something I've never done before. I'm, I'm in the market of doing things I've never done before as much as possible. It's okay, so ha have you ever interviewed somebody like that then for like a show? I've never interviewed anybody for anything. Okay. <laughs> this... All right. So let's talk about that for a moment. Sure. Um, for somebody who wants to start an interview show, um, they're toying with the idea. What excites you and what terrifies you about an interview show? So the most exciting part to me is getting to learn from people that are in the horror industry. Um, I'm excited to talk to artists and filmmakers, uh, writers, anyone, literally anyone that works in horror or things that are scary. 
Um, I'm genuinely thrilled. I, I feel like it's, it's probably going to be the most fun thing that I could possibly do. Um, there was always a part of me that thought that I could potentially go that route, but I never wanted to because it, it did make me nervous. Um, I, I, I've never interviewed before I've been interviewed, but, and I, to me, interviewing is kind of an art form in itself. And I, I don't know. I just, I look at good interviewers and it's intimidating to me. I, I don't, I don't see myself as that person, but I want to learn. So that's, that's the plan. Okay. All right. So do you mind if we take a little tangent here for a second? Go for it. All right. So let's, <laughs> let's turn this into your podcast. Okay. And I'm your guest. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. You ready? <laughs> no. We're, we're, we're both, we're both here and we're, we're in good company. There's no way we can screw this up because you're on my show. So that's great. <laughs> um, so, okay, Charlie, I want you to, I want you to introduce me as your guest and I want you to ask me your first question. And I want you to context the question this way. What is one question that only Dave can answer? And that's your first question. Okay. I can answer any question about anything, right? My favorite kind of food, what, where I live. That's all. That's a question anyone can answer. But me being on your show, what excites you about having me on your show? And what's the one question that I can only answer for you? So think one about question. that for a second. Okay. I'm going right. to, I'm going to think about this for a second. This is where the ADHD comes mm, in. Right? It's like, we're not going to let you do that right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to do my best though. Okay. All right. One, one question. All right. Okay, so I'll give, I'll talk a little bit about my background just so you have it again. I have mm -hmm. seven shows in the last year. I've done 500 episodes. One of my podcasts has 190 interviews, mm -hmm. 190 in 15 months. Okay, so I interview right. a lot of people. Okay, a lot from all over the world. Um, I have people who don't show up. I have people who are amazing, who just blow you away. I've had people cry on my podcast. Um, just like real heartfelt, emotional interactions with my guests. It's really important to me. Okay, so that's me. I have seven shows. Um, I do. I work full time. And I do this on the side. So this is a little bit of background, okay? So I'm coming on your show to right. talk podcasting. What do you have any kind of concept of what question you might ask me? Yeah, I think I think I do. Actually, I'm genuinely curious about about this is the question that I have for you. Okay, all right. So here you go. You're gonna make up make up a pretend podcast name and welcome your audience, and then say Dave's on the show today. Dave, welcome to the show. I have a question for you, or something like that. All right. right, all right. Let's, it was a let's fake, a fake, fake podcast. And fake podcast. Are you you're ready? Whatever I'm going like. to use my podcast name. Okay. Why sure. not? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> here right. we go. Ready? Over to you. All right. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming and listening to the Conjuring Oddities podcast. Today we have Dave on the show, and Dave is a podcaster himself. He's got seven podcasts. And Dave, I'm genuinely curious to know what was the toughest interview you've ever had on which of your podcasts, and why was it so tough? Great. Uh, for me, I think the toughest one was my first because I had no, I had nothing to offer to my guests besides me. And when I reached out to my guests, I, I went for somebody that was out of my league 
to be quite honest. They're an expert. They're on podcasts all the time. They are professional speaker. They travel the world. I went through their people, and but mm-hmm. I had read I had read their book. And when I when they came on to meet with me, they said, "Tell me your numbers." My podcast is brand new. What numbers? Oh. I have never interviewed anybody before, mm-hmm. and I didn't have anything to give them. But what I did say was, I heard you to my potential guest. I heard you on another podcast. And in that podcast, the host took a phone call during this person's interview. Like, just one sec, and went to the phone and answered the phone while, while this person was on, on recording. Left it in the recording. came, but You could hear his side of the phone call. Came back to the interview and said, sorry about that. Next question. Well, meanwhile, my guest that I was hoping to have on my show was list, was just sitting there awkwardly going, what is going on here? So I said, wow. to his, I said to this person, not only have I read your book and I have a lot of great questions about your book that I want to talk about, but I want to apologize on behalf of podcasters for how you were treated on the Blah Blah Show, because that's not how we do things. And he said, you know what, Dave? I'm not, I don't, I'm not worried about your numbers. I, I like you. Sign me up. And my first interview was one of my best and one of the toughest because it was wow. my very, very first. I mean, what more could you ask for? That's incredible. See? So there's one little tip then for your, when you have your show mm-hmm. is instead of jumping into reading my LinkedIn profile back to me, because really you can just put a link to that in the show notes and give, give your listeners enough context to know who this person is and Mm -hmm. why you have them on the show because the biggest thing i would love to encourage you on is your audience comes because of you so they trust you so if you have somebody on the show your audience is going to say well he wouldn't bring anybody on the show that's a waste of time right you wouldn't spend you wouldn't waste his time talking to somebody that's not right interesting so i already trust you that whoever you bring on the show is going to be interesting. You already have that from your list from your listeners. Great. So instead of reading back somebody's resume, introduce them and jump right to the best question you can possibly ask. Because that's where you're going to have people going, making the decision to take their phone and stick it in their pocket and listen to the rest of the interview. Right. Or be like, ah, no. And they go on to the next thing, right? You right. want people to put this phone away. On your podcast. Makes sense. You start with the best. That's solid advice. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So that I would suggest that's one way to start. There's many, many ways to do it. But for me, that's what I try to do is what is the one question that my guests can answer that no one else can? That's, in, yeah, that's awesome. Really I appreciate sh- that. Yeah. It really shows off their expertise right at the beginning. And your and your listener goes okay. If that was if that was the first question, what's the next one? <laughs> you know, right? So you find it hard to build from there, or is that does that become increasingly difficult as you're you're going to the next question and the next question? So there's two things about this, and you need to pick what works best for you. So mm. I, I'm a little cautious in saying do it my way because it might not work for you or for people people that are listening. This is how I do it. I I interviewed somebody last week about LinkedIn and connecting your LinkedIn to your podcast. They're a superstar. They speak all over the place, blah, 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 blah. When we're all done, 
and we hit stop on the recording, they said, Dave, those are like the best questions. I, I've never kind of gone down that path before. She's like, where did you come up with these questions? And I held up a blank piece of paper on my clipboard and went, <laughs> I don't have any questions on my paper. <laughs> I had wow. not written down anything, but I just listened to my guest and followed right. the journey. Right. And she's like, you didn't have anything written down? I'm like, no. You you just led me to my next question. So that's that's how I do it. But I don't tell everyone to do it that way. Because some people right. really like to have a structured list of questions. Mm -hmm. There's podcasts where the host will ask the same question of every guest. So there's consistent right. questions. Great. That's what you want to do. Great. Perfect. But do what works for you and try some stuff. And I think the yeah. biggest thing is to practice. That's fair. I mean, that helps yeah. with everything. So before you record your first interview, we just did a little mock there for a second, but right. you should probably get used to the software mm -hmm. before you have them on the camera, on camera. You should get used to going through your questions. You should we get used to listening and following the conversation Yeah. before you have your real interview on. So I have my hand up and I actually tell people this all the time. I love to do fake interviews that go nowhere. I will jump on, on and do a half hour interview. No problem. And if you use it, great. If you delete it, that's fine. At least you get to practice. Right. Right. And then we'll kind of talk about how things went and give some feedback on your interview. And there you go. You've got, you've got some practice behind you before you meet with your real interview guest. Right. So yeah. that's, that's awesome. always an option. So, yeah. So, okay. So give me, give me who else you have a, a comic book person coming on. Mm -hmm. Who else would you be interested in? Cause they might be listening to the show right now. Who else would you be interested in having on as a guest? Uh, so, I mean, honestly, the, the whole reason I got into any of this was because of my love for horror, the, the, the film genre. Um, so anyone that works in the horror industry and I actually, there's someone uh, local who's producing a short film right now who I've also spoken with. And he said that he'd be happy to do the show. Also, uh, he, he wrote and is directing a short film uh, to enter into festivals at some point. I think they started shooting uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, so that's, that's a possibility as well, but yeah, anyone, anyone in the actual, in the industry that can talk about, you know, just being on set and their workflow and, and what it's like from, from the inside out. And that would be really exciting to me. So, yeah, you can go after, go after actors, authors. Mm -hmm. You could, what if you had somebody who writes music for the screenplay? That's interesting. I didn't, I never really thought like a composer. Yeah. I never thought about that. Oh, that's a really good idea too. Right. Yeah. Never thought about you'd it. You have that dun, dun, dun in the background. Yeah. Like, wow. Well, that's pretty cool. Right. So, um, <laughs> You could use so many different things you can go down. If you have an, a guest on, like an author, then they can mm -hmm. promote their book. Right. You can you can build a relationship that way, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, past actors would be awesome to have them come on. Think of okay, what's your what's how's you how would you connect with your audience if you were in public to around your podcast? Is there where would you go to find your people? Uh that's a good question. Um, I mean, I, in the perfect scenario, there are multiple horror uh, festivals in, in Austin and Houston and Dallas. So it'd be, it'd be smart to go there and, and connect with people. 
those would probably be gold mines. So imagine this for a second. Imagine if you reached out to one of those festivals and said, hey, I have a podcast. And I, this is what I do. I have guests and then I do my stories. I would love to be the official podcast of your festival. Could I come with my microphone and be your, your rep for the show and do podcasting during the show, during the festival? Could I have, could all of your speakers come and talk to me after they leave the stage, come over to my booth and jump on the mic and record? Can I record, can I interview your attendees? Can I promote the show with a discount code that people could use to, for tickets? Could I have you on my show to talk about the festival as the organizer? That's, that's a great idea. And then I could be the official voice of your festival. Hmm. Another one I've never thought of. Me? I mean, I, I started doing this now two months ago. I went from zero, never having considered doing anything remotely close to podcasting. And now here I am two months later, and I think I have eight or nine episodes down uh, or out there for the world. (laughs) And uh, I'm I'm here talking to you about potentially trying to promote a a festival. That's man, I I just (laughs) as fast as I could. (laughs) So, okay, because what I'm saying, why I'm saying that if, if I was the organizer of a festival, yeah. And you walked into my office. You have my audience mm-hmm. every week or every time I release an episode. They are there for you and your content. And your content is matches perfectly to my show. Right. So to have you, even if they paid your way to come and give you free tickets to come to the event and give mm-hmm. you a booth, just like everybody other every other booth in that alley of all those right. people that sell stuff. Here you are set up with your your podcast, right? Even right. if they gave you that for you just promoting the show, yeah, I would love to connect with you if I was a host of a of an event. I would love to have you there. <laughs> your your media, yeah, you're the, right. You're the same media as radio, television, mm-hmm. podcast, right? That's you. <laughs> it's so strange to think that way about it, right? Yeah. It's you now. And I think I think that like imagine that. Imagine if every movie star, actor, whoever that spoke at these events that signed autographs in the at the table mm-hmm. walked over to you next and sat down with you and said, Can't wait to talk on your podcast. Let's go. That would be wild. Wild. Right. I, this is definitely something I'm gonna put a lot of thought into for sure, because that's exciting. Any Comic Con, any kind of any kind of thing, you could be set up with this. Yeah. Voiceover conference. Mm-hmm. You could be the voice of the voiceover conference. The voice of the voiceover conference. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's so many doors that sure. can open because you have a podcast. So that's exciting I, to me to see all that happen. Yeah, for sure. And I I mean, I never ever looked at podcasting as something that could open doors. I, I, I just looked at, I don't know. I mean, I never, I guess I never really thought about it, honestly. And I listened to podcasts before starting my own uh, for years. And it's just not something I ever gave any thought to mainly because I never considered doing one myself, I guess. I just looked at it as a form of entertainment and that was it. And clearly that was a mistake. 
So, I mean, it, I'm learning every day, every day I'm learning something new in regards to podcasting and, and what can be done and how you can do it and where you can go and who you can go with and who it's just, there's so much. You're absolutely right. One more thought around your guesting. Mm-hmm. I was make a suggestion for you. It's completely just a suggestion. Sure. But when you have your guest on, ask them at the end when they're all done and you hit stop on the recording. And that's just the two of you. You're not recording. Ask them. Please go and listen to your episode. I'll send you all the information when it's ready. But I would really appreciate if you go listen to your show. Mm-hmm. And let me know what you thought about it. In that moment, you've gone from a guest to a listener. Hmm. You're now talking to a listener of your show, not a not a guest. Right. Um, how often have you spoken on camera with a listener before? Huh. That's interesting. Okay. That's really interesting. So now you're talking to them as a listener. Yeah. And you're asking them for feedback. And you just gained a new listener to your show. Right. You know what everybody wants for their show is a new listener. (laughs) So as soon as you're done, say to them, and I'm going to do it to you today. (laughs) I'm like, when we're done, please go listen to your episode. Let me know what you thought. For sure. Yeah. Okay. And in that moment, you've just gained a new listener. Will they come back for everything? Maybe. But they did come for that. Right. So if you do 10 interviews, you have 10 potential new listeners to your show. Yeah. So if you, the more interviews you do, with me, I've got 190 for one show. Mm-hmm. So that's almost 200 new listeners, just because I did almost 200 episodes. Right. So the odds are in that's your good. favor that somebody's going to stick around. Right. So make sure you ask. That's all. Yeah, I definitely will. That's also really great advice. Okay. Yeah. And then when they're also when you're before you leave, ask them if there's anybody that they know who would be a great guest for your show. Of course. Okay. Because they know they're connected with people in their industry. And you you talk to the musician that does music for for movies. Well, there's a new movie coming out next month and the director's name is blah, blah, blah. And Here's his cell phone number. I know he'd love to be on your show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> if they've had a good experience on your show and they, they love and and care about you as a host because you mm-hmm. gave them a great interview and you treated them like royalty, they will tell their friends. And they'll right. be proud to, to introduce their friends to you. So, right. ask. Yeah. Also really good advice. Yeah, that's a great idea. So I use all those little tricks and tools. And one more thing is before we move on, but make it easy for them to book time with you. So I use Calendly, Mm -hmm. the website Calendly.com. Is it trans? It does the time zone change. So when you Mm -hmm. book in my calendar, it's in your time zone. So I don't have to do any mental math to figure out you're in England and I'm in Canada what day is it? You know, it does it all for you. Right. So make it simple for people to connect with you. And then you won't have that to worry about. So cool. So there you go. A few ideas around interviewing. Um, any questions Incredible. about interviewing from your your side? Uh oh man. Um where I mean, 
I guess I guess it would mainly come from learning about the the guest that's coming on. But as far as how you formulate questions, even knowing more about the guest, do you have a, a, a way you go about doing that? Or do you just like whatever pops into your head, you go with it? I know that you don't write things down, but do you still have some sort of formula in, in regards to how you you form your questions or do you literally just whatever's in your head you just go so again i always do pre-interviews mm -hmm. so we had one right right so that gives me a chance to not only meet you and see see and hear what you sound like before i have you on and i know you have a microphone and you have headphones <laughs> i don't even have to ask about that because i can see you on the camera mm -hmm. so that's a great way to know what your guest sounds like right that's a good little trick um, but I get a chance to, to, to make notes about what we talk about. And then I get to leave and think about our, our, our upcoming interview. It gives me time to kind of process what I think we could talk about. And then in that meantime, I will go listen to you on other shows. If I can find it, make sure you ask your potential guest, have you been on any podcast? Is now you can find them. Right. Um, but go listen to them, go check out their YouTube Check out their social media. Are they funny? Are they serious? Mm -hmm. um, are they consistent? Are they out there all the time? Or was the last time they posted on social media three years ago? You know, that's going to tell you if they're going to yeah. share your show. Right. You know, really. Um, but makes sense. Go, go and just find out where they are and get a sample of what mm -hmm. of what they put out in the world. And then come back and give that to them in, in the podcast episode. Because whatever they value... And whatever they put into their community, if you give them the same thing, they're going to promote it because it matches with what they do. Right. So, yeah. So if I if my potential guest is quiet and reserved and not very funny and just very serious and to the point, I'm not going to come out with some dun 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 dun, dun kind of thing in the background because <laughs> they're not going to share that. Right. Right. So that I'm going to try to match with what they do. And then when I come back to them to the recording, I already kind of feel like I know my guest because I met them once. I've checked out their content. And now I've kind of got an idea of, of where we're going to go in the questions. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. So be Snoopy. Like check it out. <laughs> check it, check it out. Which, yeah. Yeah. Like get right in there and figure out who your guest is. And I think it'll really add some value to your show. So I'm excited to hear your first interview. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to do it. I am as nervous as I am. I'm excited about it too. And editing is always your friend. I would tell everybody that comes on my show, listen, yeah. like anything could happen. The doorbell can go off. The dog could bark. A uh, fire truck could drive by. Editing's a friend, and don't worry, I'll make it sound good. So <laughs> that works for me. Yeah, um, yeah. The editing, the editing part of all of this has been. Uh, very interesting. I've been editing videos since I was, oh man, I don't know, since I was 16 years old. Really? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I went to film school uh, to work in television and, and film. And um, I learned how to edit even before I went out to film school, just because it was something that's always interested me. Awesome. And um, so video editing and, and any kind of digital editing has always come really natural to me. But editing sound on its own was its own beast and it was it, it took me it took me a few tries to get it down 
so that my voice didn't sound, you know, different than my voice. And, but, you know, it, after I, I would say I probably sat there for a good three or four hours straight, just playing with uh, audacity is what I use and, you know, watching a few tutorials and whatever. And it just kind of all clicked at one point. And I was like, oh, all right, that's how this works. And now it's smooth sailing. <laughs> nice. What yeah. do you use for video editing? Uh, da Vinci. Vinci, good. Yeah. yeah. Have you been using that for a long time then? No, I I'm still learning DaVinci. I just okay. started using DaVinci um, uh, maybe three or four months ago. Okay. Uh, I started on Final Cut Pro and then moved to Adobe Premiere. And once I saw, I started, um, once I saw that DaVinci had uh, nodes uh, that you can manipulate in that way, I, well, I started playing with those and I find those to be not more user-friendly, I guess, but easier to manipulate in, in very, very small ways. Yeah. And I like, I like doing that. I, I can sit there and edit a one minute video and I'll go back and forth and have fun doing it for 10 hours just to get it right. And I'll do it seven different ways just because I enjoy editing so much. Um, and playing with the nodes and all that is it's too much fun for me. So I'm 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 definitely I've I've moved on to DaVinci permanently. I'm not going anywhere, not for a while anyway. And it's a, a lifetime key once you once you buy it. So I got it now. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's cool. So you have a YouTube channel then that goes along with the podcast? Yeah. So the YouTube channel, I'm considering taking a step back from the YouTube channel for a little while um, <laughs> to focus more on the podcast itself. I'm, I'm going to be buying a cinema camera within the next few months um, to replace the DSLR that I have. Um, and I, I plan on shooting uh, shorts to go along with the stories. Now, obviously I'm not going to be able to release a short a week. That would be a, an insane amount of, of time to put into that, especially working a full-time job, you know, and doing that at the same time and taking care of the social media accounts and doing the podcast is just too much. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I plan to, uh, I'm going to try to release um, one short every two months to start um, anywhere from like five to 15 minutes. Uh, I figure that's doable for a while while I'm doing everything else. Um, but that's, that's still, that's on the back burner right now until I a, get the camera and B get comfortable with uh, the new interviewing part of the podcast right. itself. So I'm, I'm, I'm scatterbrained <laughs> a lot of the time, but I'm really trying hard to compartmentalize each step and focus laser focus on those steps as I go. The one benefit of having an interview, though, to complement your other stories that you release is that your content is really based on your guest for the most part, right? right? There's a lot of work still has to happen, but mm -hmm. you're not doing everything. That's true. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So that might give you a little bit of time in your calendar where you would normally mm -hmm. spend X number of hours for one episode by yourself. Right. Now it's going to be you and somebody together and you'll have less to do. Yeah, that's true. But then you have editing and there's a little bit of back and forth, but at least it's not totally up to you to create the episode. Right. Yeah. No. 
yeah that's that's definitely true um yeah i'm sure it's i feel it'll all fall into place as i i move the pieces around and try and you know fit everything where it goes and yeah i'm 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 just excited about all of it so was there ever a point to date where you're like this is too much i'm not going to do this podcast oh weekly (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it good answer Oh yeah. All the time. Every week at one point or another, I'm just like, I'm working 12 hours a day. I'm spending my nights editing. I'm spending my weekends shooting video, recording sound and editing. I don't have time to to take a walk. I don't have time to uh, watch a movie. I don't have time to breathe. What am I doing to myself? That's it. I'm done. I'm I'm done with this. I'm just going to focus on my job and just live my life. And then five seconds later, I'm like, Stop it. What are you doing? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So for somebody who feels exactly the same way you just mentioned, what's the trick then? How do you get, how do you reset? Where's that reset button that says, no, I'm going to go back to my podcast and this is going to pay off in the future. I know it. Yeah. So uh, ever since I was a kid, uh, I really young, like seven years old, six years old, I, I have always wanted to work in the film industry. It's never been different. It has been my one and only dream my entire life. It's been the only constant dream my entire life is working in the film industry. And that that stands true today. It's something I still want to very much want to do. And I got close by working in television. Um, wasn't making movies. I was uh, directing the news. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. That is... The most stressful job I've ever had in my life and never want to do that again. <laughs> That's insanity. Um, but yeah, I, so having, having had that constant dream my whole life is I personally feel what keeps me moving forward with this because the more I do these things, just a little bit closer, I get to potentially making a movie, getting it into a festival, talking to people that could, you know what I mean? And it's it's the driving force behind my ability to continue on. Um, and I, I mentioned earlier, I think before uh, we were uh, recording that I have ADHD. Mm-hmm. And with ADHD, you you wind up getting like insanely focused on very specific things at random times, and then you you go at it a thousand percent and once you're done or halfway through or, or five minutes in the ADHD can just snap and be like, you don't want to do this anymore. You're done. You're going to move on and do something else. And you're going to laser focus on that now. And it's going to become your entire life. And that happens to me all the time with everything. Um, And so being able to find, being able to mix something that I love and something that I've been dreaming of doing my entire life with something that is healthy for me mm. has made though those those ingredients have made sticking with podcasting easier for for myself um it's it's actually given me the ability to kind of channel the the ADHD isms and laser focus on something that I actually want to laser focus on and I think that's part of the reason why I've gotten so much done in just two months, having so many shows already up, having never 
had a podcast before, never even considering it, having that those shows up, having all the social media accounts around the podcast, uh, having the website, having all the links put in place, having the mailing list, having uh, learning how to edit. And I, I'm never going to, to be the guy that says, oh yeah, ADHD is a superpower. Cause I know people say that and I I'll never understand why they say it. Cause it is very much not, <laughs> it is a hindrance above all else, but being able to channel that one, that one little part of it, it has been really helpful. And it's not the reason why I stop doubting myself or stop wanting to quit, but it is the reason why I'm able to move fast, move forward so fast. Um, but yeah, as, as far as, as why I never quit, it's, it's everything that I just said, it's, it's mixing all of those things together and just taking a second, every time I have a doubt, every time I want to quit and just thinking about all of those things and realizing that that is more important than jumping to the next thing. Love it. So Charlie, I want, I want to put a pin in this and in, in the future, <laughs> in the future, I, I want to hear from you live from the floor at a festival <laughs> and you're set up with your mic you're like dave it happened i'm like i'm here <laughs> and it's like everyone's like charlie and you're like uh hi hello they're like i listened <laughs> to your show man i oh episode five when you said the thing in episode seven when the guest was on and oh oh and oh how's 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 the family oh how's <laughs> the thing how's it you know and if they know you and they're coming up to you going, I can't believe it's really you, Charlie. It's, is, it, is it you? Oh, that's, 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 so, that's such a weird thought. I oh, want man. that. To, <laughs> I want to hear you say that in the future. For me, to give you a little, a little aside, I had um, a guy in England reach out to me and he found the How to Podcast series, aptly mm -hmm. named, right? Right. He went into Google because he wants to start a podcast. And guess what he typed? How to start a podcast. To <laughs> podcast, right? Just those three words. And guess who right. showed up? So <laughs> we get on a Zoom call and the camera comes on and he's looking at me. And I'm like, hey, welcome to the How to Podcast series. My name is Dave. And he was like, you're the voice <laughs> of the show. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, it's me. It's really, really me. It's the same guy. And he's like, I've listened to every episode. I had another guy reach wow. out last week in Ireland and he listens to this show. Mm -hmm. Hi, Keith. Hi, Keith. Say hi to Keith. Keith. Hi, Keith. Hi, Keith. <laughs> Keith listens to this show while he walks along the beaches of Ireland. Wow. So that's hmm. what do you think? Of that? That's amazing. So yeah. I'm part of his day every week as he walks the shores of Ireland. Wow. So it's going to happen, Charlie, where people are going to be like, I can't believe I get to talk to you. I can't believe you're at my event. I can't believe, I can't believe I'm on your show. Seems it coming. seems so far away. It seems so impossible, even. But I mean, that's that's goals, right? So that, that, to make that happen, at, give value to your listener, mm -hmm. give value to your guests, make it so they want to share your show because. They came on your show and talked about something no one's ever asked them about. Right. Right. They're like, how did you know that about me? 
<laughs> How did you know that I was interested in blah, 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 or my first movie, I was an extra? How did you know that? <laughs> well, I, yeah. I researched you. I put the time in, right? And right. I want to give my listener the best experience possible. So I want to be ready for you on my show. Hmm. Wow. That means a lot. That, that part sounds like fun too. Doing all that research and, and learning about. So that sounds like so much fun. Because it's what you want to talk about, right? Right. You're not here talking about puzzles. <laughs> you're not, this isn't the puzzle <laughs> podcast, right? This is your, no, you're here to talk about something you love. So because you love it, if you do research, it's not going to be a task because right. you love it. You're, you're nerding out on yeah. this. I'm nerding out on podcasting. So to have anybody on who wants to talk about podcasting, it's like we're best friends because we're both talking about something we love. Right. Then that easy. makes perfect sense. So easy. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I don't have to fake it. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So before we go, Charlie, again, talk right. about the podcast. We're going to have links to send everyone over to your show. And I know you have a ton of work to do, so I don't want to keep you too long. <laughs> but promote the show. Tell everybody what's coming up maybe in the future. Give us a little taste. That'd be kind of nice to know, too. Yeah, so it's www.conjuringoddities.com. And the www part is important because if you just go and type in conjuringoddities.com, it brings you to some other website. I am trying to get that figured out. Don't know why. Uh, GoDaddy is a giant pain. <laughs> They're making it difficult. Um, but yeah, it's www.conjuringoddities.com. Uh, that'll take you to a page where you can find my show and multiple links and the YouTube channel that does have some stuff up there. Um, it's all horror narration right now. Uh, just me telling scary stories, some a little more explicit than others, uh, not child oriented. Um, uh, but yeah, that's, that's mainly what I'm doing now. I'm on TikTok. Uh, I'm on Facebook, YouTube uh instagram and uh, are you familiar with clapper by chance i just signed up last week did you i'm i actually i'm one of the blue check on blue checks on clapper what yeah yeah nice. <laughs> i have i have just over 86 or eighty-five thousand followers on there holy cow how long yeah. have you been on there oh uh, two years Wow, I didn't even know how old Clapper was. That's amazing. Yeah, it's actually, I think it's three years old now. And um, yeah, so I I was one of the first blue checks on the app. Um, we, oh. yeah, they, um, <laughs> so the the CEO of Clapper, he, um, he put myself and like 10 other, maybe 20 other people that were um, on, you know, trying to grow a following on there in a room with with himself and so we're all beta testers for everything new that comes with the app wow. and yeah and i was i talked to i talked to him uh yesterday or today it's hard to get a response now because he's so busy but um i was just like man it's crazy what's going on how many people are coming over here to this app and he goes so many people <laughs> he's he's blown away just like the rest of us are with with the the conversation about tiktok potentially getting banned major names are coming over to the clapper app now so it's it's interesting to be on the ground level and already have so many followers on that app um it's funny though because 
my my persona on that app is has almost nothing to do with horror or, pod, or podcasting. I do a lot of food videos. Um, I, I do a lot of food reviews and I also do like weird, um, ramen combinations where I'll cook ramen in something like watermelon juice and taste it. And you know what I mean? It's so much fun and it makes a lot of people laugh and I love doing it. So, but that's, that's, um, that's what's going on over there, but I do promote the podcast on there. There are links all over that app to get to my podcast as well. Um, yeah, but that's, that's mostly what I have going on. Oh, and then of course, you know, trying to build out the the other part of Conjuring Oddities and doing the once monthly interviews to start. And hopefully that'll take off sooner than later. Um, that will take off sooner than later, not hopefully. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and eventually moving into making videos and, and kind of working toward building a whole production company. Beautiful. Okay, for somebody who's brand new to Clapper, they're like, what was that called? Um, where's a good place to start as a new creator on Clapper? Any suggestions for somebody new so, to the platform? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. When you first start your, uh, your uh, photo is going to have these little like clapping hands on it. The amount of time you have that picture is between five to seven days post 10 videos a day when you have those hands, because Clapper amps up your videos and, and your engagement and your interactions in those first few days and you're going to get the majority of your following in those first few days if you really hit the ground running. Um, that's the best advice I could give. And the other advice is I, the way that hashtags work on other apps, they don't work the same way on Clapper. Like putting like uh, hashtag FYP or hashtag follow me, hashtag like that kind of stuff is not going to get you anything on Clapper, not even a little bit. You really want to put in the hashtags what your video is about. It's more of like the hashtags are to categorize your videos than to have people find them. And you only get five hashtags on Clapper. So you really have to use them well. And what should we never do on Clapper? Tell other people what types of videos to post. Just keep scrolling. Hmm. Okay, because one thing I thought I heard people say too when I was new on there was don't use your watermark TikTok posts on clapper that's i mean you, they say you're not supposed to but i've seen videos with the watermark blow up uh, yeah. i've also seen videos with the watermark not do anything but i mean i my last video i think the last big video i put up that blew up i got like one hundred and fifteen thousand views on it um and that uh that was talking that was all about tiktok pretty much yeah. and then i'll i'll post another one in the same fashion form and I'll get 3000 views. Okay. It's just, it's so it's, it's, uh, it's no different than TikTok in that regard. You can post it with or without a watermark. You can use one of those apps that'll erase the watermark. Um, there's really no telling. I, I don't believe so anyway, not from what I've seen. I've seen them both blow up and fizzle out quick with watermarks. I love so. it. So that's a nice bonus, Charlie. I didn't even expect to go down the clapper path. That was great. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's not smart. not nearly as many people know about it yet because TikTok is still very prevalent with what's going on with Congress and all that. Um, but a lot of people, I think uh, the last big name to come over to, to Clapper was Gary V is on Clapper wow. now. Yeah. Wow. So cool. I know here in Canada, they've taken TikTok off all of the government issued phones for anyone yeah. who works for the government. Um, right. So they've just removed it. You can't even have it. So 
Yeah. I don't know. They're, they've done that to a couple of states, I think. I, I want to say Utah maybe did that. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not 100% yeah. sure. I think there's a university that did it too. I mean, it would have been Texas A&M that did really? that took it. Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm saying maybe because I'm not 100% sure. So you could just forget all that that I just said <laughs> if you want. But uh, yeah, I know that I, I watched the hearing uh, and it was it was tough to watch. Yeah. But it is what it is. Nothing I can do about it. So I just kind of roll with the punches. Awesome. Well, it's, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that you're part of the beginning stages of Clapper and that uh, yeah. you've got some insight for us that I don't think we can get anywhere else. I appreciate that. That's really cool. Yeah, for sure. A lot of fun. Fo- follow me. I'll follow you back on Clapper. I love it. I love it. And I can f- figure out a new way to cook my ramen noodles. So. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Awesome, Charlie. Thank Sounds you so good. much for being part of the podcast. Um, Thank you. I'd encourage everyone to go check out your show. And if you think you're a good guest for Charlie, if you have an event coming up and you're looking for someone to be the voice of your event, Charlie's here with his hand raised. And uh, this would be really cool to see your podcast grow, Charlie. And if you ever have any questions or if I can be a resource in any way, would love to help you. Um and uh, just want to encourage you to keep going. Don't give up. You're doing a great job. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And thank you very much for having me on the show. I really appreciate that as well. Excellent. Everyone, please go check out Charlie's show. Uh, and uh, again, it's so great to have you on your show. It's great. Thank you. All right.